This is In Your Business with Michael Sayer, a production of CUI Wealth Management. In this episode, we interviewed Sidney Bruce with Every. We talked about the FFCRA and the importance of practical application of the FFCRA versus regurgitation of information. We also talked about staying strong as a business leader during the COVID-19 pandemic. I hope you get something out of this. I hope you enjoy it. Sydney, why don't you go ahead and briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Michael. I'm excited to be on your podcast today. My background is primarily in human resources, and I'm most recently with Every, which is a full-service payroll provider. But Michael, you and I worked together back in my days at CW Group when I was yeah. a resource director there. And so my focus has primarily been with small businesses that either don't have an HR department or it's an office manager. A lot of us HR professionals kind of go that route where you you know don't go directly into human resources thinking, hey, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like you kind of fall into it, which is kind of what happened to me. Yeah, um, I was working in the finance side of things, and it was like, oh, take this and take that, and then the next thing you know, we have a full blown HR department. So <laughs> I love it; it's perfect. It suits me. I think when what you love and what you're great at combines, that's when you know you're in the right role. And I feel like um, anything to do with human capital is it's definitely my jam. Sydney, tell us a little bit about HR. Why? Does HR excite you? Why are you in HR? I got into human resources because I love people. And I guess you could say maybe I didn't know really what I wanted to be when I grew up because, you know, HR, you're kind of a, you're a, an attorney a little bit. You got to know all the laws and regulations. You're a therapist. Um, you're a career coach, a little bit of everything. But what it comes down to is just being able to help people realize their potential. And that's really what I love to do. And so for me, HR is all about that. It's about helping every person in the organization be able to be their best selves. And I, I love what I do on a daily basis because I get to do that. Absolutely. One thing that we've talked about is how there's a lot of companies that are big enough that they need some support with HR, but they're not big enough that they're ready to go out and say hire someone full time as an HR professional. Can you kind of go over that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So at Every, where I'm at right now, I run our internal HR department and then also the HR advising. A lot of our clients are small businesses. And like you just said, they don't have an HR director or it'll be an office manager who is now responsible for these little HR functions here and there. But it's interesting because now with the pandemic and everything that's going on, these small businesses who have never really had a huge focus on their human capital or their HR policies, procedures, things like that, are now being exposed to regulations that they hadn't been in the past. And so I spend a lot of my time, at least the last, let's say 60 days, <laughs> helping these small businesses kind of navigate these waters that they, most of them haven't ever had to focus on in the past. Yeah. And that's a great point. I think there's a lot of new things that have come down the pipeline. Everyone's got in the back of their mind, the laws around sexual harassment and people are aware that they need to pay attention to how they're hiring and how they're firing and the communication that's put out there. Right. But this is a totally different ballgame because this is you know new legislation that's just recently come out. And this is something that is impacting quite a few businesses. Oh, absolutely. So 
Um, Some huge changes there, like the FFCRA Act that just went into effect on April 1st of this year. That's a perfect example of exactly what you're seeing. It's essentially an expansion of FMLA, which up until this point only governed companies that had 50 or more employees. And now it's companies that are 500 or less that are trying to sort through these new regulations and figure out how is this eligibility going to affect my company and my employees and they've never had to focus on that before and so it's new it's it's uncharted territory as far as the regulations that they're now exposed to but also for employees too i mean none of us have ever gone through anything like this before at least i don't think so yeah <laughs> no i so agree this is it's new and it's difficult and so my goal and what i've been trying to do is just make sure that i can be an extra set of hands or you know of just a phone call away when you have these one off scenarios to talk through these regulations and give you some practical application tools to be able to figure out how it's going to affect your company we were talking about this before we jumped on this podcast, but there's a lot of information out there. There's so much information. You probably have a spam folder full of emails about COVID-19, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of a disconnect because that information doesn't necessarily show you what you should be doing as a business owner, like what the yes. real world looks like. Yeah. My inbox is just out of control with COVID-19 things, Um, whether it's, you know, emails from a company that I bought something from years and years ago, just letting me know, hey, we're in this together, which is Uh great, or (laughs) these different webinars and information sheets. And it's great because it's like, okay, I do need to understand this information, but a lot of it just seems like it's it's just downloaded directly from government websites on this. And it's like, okay, I, I could go and read this on my own, but how do I answer these questions when I have an employee coming into my office on a Friday afternoon saying, hey, I can't come to work on Monday because my childcare facility is now closed until May. So what do I do? And so having these laws memorized is one thing, actually applying them to your business is something completely different. That brings us to another question. What have you seen that's affecting businesses right now uh, from your role, from your perspective? The number one question that I'm getting is how to handle this FFCRA regulation and how it applies to the employees if they can take leave, if they can't take leave. And then things, I'm getting questions about things that aren't governed yet. Like, um, you know, I've got an employee who has not been exposed to COVID-19, right? Or their childcare facility is still open. However, they're taking care of someone who's high risk or they believe themselves that they're high risk. And it's like, do you allow these people to stay and work from home? Do we not? What's our company stance on this? And so a lot of conversations around the things that are not regulated and how, you know, the business as a whole is going to, going to handle this. Sydney, I don't know if you've seen this, but one of the things that I've seen is it's not just the small mom and pop companies. It's not just the 10 person or 15 person companies. There's some mid-sized company and larger mid-sized companies that still have questions about this type of stuff. I, I don't know if that's something that you come across as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think everybody is trying to figure out what do we do? How do we keep our employees safe? And it's been interesting to me to watch the companies that have been first to say, hey, let's get everybody working from home and just nip this in the bud. And then some people that were like, oh, we'll wait it out and see how this goes. And now we're trying to play catch up. So I see everything from 
we started work from home at the beginning of March to I'm just trying to figure out how to initiate this policy right now. And so it's difficult. Everybody's, you know, trying to figure this out and do the best for themselves, their families, their employees. And you don't know because we've never been through anything like this. So it's just, we'll see. Hopefully we're all making the right choices. Yeah. Can you tell us some of the main highlights from FFCRA? Yeah, it's an expansion of FMLA, Family Medical Leave Act, that we have all, I'm sure, been exposed to at one point or another, or have heard of it. The FMLA was originally only for companies that were 50 employees or more. This expanded FFCRA essentially applies to anyone who is 500 or less. And so that is a huge change. Um, A lot of companies kind of navigating through these waters the first time. It's specifically, their qualifying reasons for taking this leave are surrounding COVID-19. So there's six different qualifying reasons that would allow you to be eligible for the two different law acts that make up the FFCRA. And I can provide links and actually we've got a calculator that helps you calculate what these eligibility, um, what your employee eligibility looks like or your exposure from the company side. So all of the six reasons for leave, like I said, are related to COVID-19 in one way or another, whether it's um, a federal, state or local quarantine that's been issued, um, whether a healthcare provider has directed that you be, that you self-quarantine, if you're caring for children, um, you know, that are an individual that's been subject to quarantine. So anyways, there's these six different reasons. All of them equate to different levels of eligibility as far as what your pay is going to be when you're out on leave, whether you're paid at two thirds of your salary or hundred percent of your salary. It's all dependent upon these six reasons for leaves. And if I can tie this back to practical application, you know, I could get on this call with you and Michael and do exactly what I said. I've been frustrated with everybody else doing, which is just Uh (laughs) regurgitating all these Uh laws. But what we're trying to do is really be able to give people tools to apply this tomorrow. So if you download this or if you, um, Michael, I don't know how we can make sure that all of these listeners get access to the FFCRA eligibility tool that we've created at Every. I think it will be really beneficial because what we've created is just a place where you go in and you put your inputs for what is going to um, determine your eligibility. So your salary, how long you've been with the company, your reason, your qualifying reason for leave. And then what we've done is been able to calculate what that eligibility is going to look like for that individual. So that includes the paid time off, how many weeks they'd be able to be eligible for, what their daily pay is and what the aggregate maximum eligibility is for leave. So like I said, that's that practical application of it, which is not just regurgitating these laws, but being able to have a tool that's going to populate eligibility and help you navigate these questions when your employees are coming in and requesting leave. Yeah, we'll make sure to leave a link so that those who could benefit from a calculator like that can access it. Yeah, I've gone on the website and I've checked out the tool and it's pretty simple and pretty intuitive to use. Yeah, thank you. It was really cool um, to be able to put this together. If you know, these regulations came out real quick. And so the the fact that we were able to kind of download all the information and then put a tool together in real time in a week, I got to give a shout out to my team at Every because I just don't think we could have done it without all of us being focused on on getting that out and giving people the tools that they need to understand these new regulations. Speaking about practical application, here's a question that I came across not too long ago. 
So what written support do we require the employees to provide for each of the six COVID-19 qualifying reasons for leave? So, for example, doctor's note. Can you kind of go over that and address that a little bit? Absolutely. And we've actually created a form because it's you are familiar with FMLA, then you know that the paperwork that's required for FMLA is very extensive. And because I think this regulation was pushed so quickly that the DOL hasn't released anything specific. They don't have documents. And so they've just kind of provided a general outline for what you can and should request. And so we have created um, a request for leave form that your employees could fill out um, their name, the requested start date, um, and the date of the, this request, and then identify whatever their qualifying reason is. And then as the owner or the HR manager, you would get that form back. You could select what the form back in addition to um, the documentation that goes along with these reasons. So for example, if the reason that your employee is requesting leave is due to a school closure, um, the documentation that I that we would recommend you re you would request from that employee would be maybe a notice on the school website or a government site saying that all schools are shut down. The same thing if due to a federal, state, or local quarantine, um, anything on one of those websites would be good or an email a note from your doctor that states that you have been ordered to self-quarantine. So we've created that form for you that you can use. And that's, again, another practical application tool that we have. So at the end, you can, you know, list out what their leave qualifications or what their eligibility is. So their estimated wage, when it's starting, when it's ending, the reason that, that they're taking and you're approving it, and then also having that employee sign it and then you sign it so that you're good to go. So yeah, we've created that and I'd be happy to share it with anyone who's listening just so that we can, again, give you those practical application because that's the part that's hard. The next question is a really tough question and I don't know what input you can give, but right now businesses, you know, everyone's in quarantine and, and uh, everyone's social distancing and all of that. So do you have any thoughts on how to keep businesses strong and how to keep businesses going and, and be stronger when we get out of this? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the my advice coming from the HR realm would be use this time to really sit down and analyze your processes and trim some fat where you can. And, you know, when you're looking at, I don't know if you want to dive into strategic resources on your human capital side of keeping the business afloat. I've seen some companies that are reducing pay and employees are offering to, you know, to take a reduced salary to keep the business afloat. Looking at your payroll providers to see if there's ways that you can trim down um, extra costs on things that you're not using or that you do. One thing that's really tough right now is there's a lot of people who are crippled by fear and they just don't know, they just don't want to act. And I right, agree, so that's kind agree. of what I'm, I call that I'm, analysis paralysis where you're just like yeah. stuck because you can't get out of the weeds of like, what should I do? And really what you uh -huh. should do is just any, you know, like Elsa says, take the next best step. <laughs> Is that there right? you go, Corn Nelson. A million times, but I think it's uh, do the next right thing. Is that the song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, take some Disney Frozen advice. That's yeah. Just move forward. Take advantage of all of the government 
subsidies that are available. So these payroll protection programs apply for that through your small business. Um, understand that all of these FFCRA regulations, um, there's going to be 100% tax credit for that. So any funds that you pay out to your employees that are out on leave, you're going to get reimbursed for that. Um, so just hang in there and try one step at a time. Do the next right thing, I guess. <laughs> Whatever that looks like in the smallest of ways. Yeah, right. Now is the time to step it up as a leader. It's time to kind of dig in and get back to what got you started in the first place. Yep. Apply it in a new way. You've got years of conditioning and learning and you know experience in being a business owner. This is just another challenge that's coming down the pipeline and we got, we're all in this together and it's crazy despite the size of your organization, whether you are, you have thousands of employees or you're a small company, everybody is feeling this. I was listening to the news this morning and it was, I think it's AMC, the um, theaters. They're almost, they're on the brink of bankruptcy, you know, and they're a large corporation and it's affecting them just like it is you know, the small electrical shops that we've got around the corner or a small bakery. I mean, everybody is feeling this. So you're not alone. I don't know if that makes it worse or better. I guess misery loves company. So I'm going to go with it better <laughs> that we're all, <laughs> we all have to fight through this together. Sydney, we're going to go ahead and wrap up now. But once again, thank you so much for all your thoughts and your insights. This has been great. I think this will be really helpful for a lot of businesses out there. Absolutely, Michael. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through CUI Wealth Management, CUI Wealth Management, LLC, and Woodbury Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated entities. Sydney Bruce and Every are not affiliated with CUI Wealth Management or Woodbury Financial Services, Inc. CUI Wealth Management is located at 5965 South, 900 East, Suite 150, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84121.